What's up everybody, it's Ross and welcome to the 1% Daily Podcast. How are you doing everybody, it is Ross and welcome to the 1% Daily Show. How are we all doing? I hope we are doing well and it's Monday so I hope we're having a great start to the week. So today's podcast then guys, if you're new to the show first and foremost, my name is Ross I am a husband, a father, a business owner. Um, what else do I do? Uh, I'm a bit of a fruitcake when it comes to exercise and triathlon and basketball. I'm a Royal Marine Commando. Currently just been away, mobilized with four or five commando in uh, our growth. I'm back now working uh, with my clients one-to-one and in small groups. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a snapshot. But you didn't want to hear that today. You wanted to hear about the podcast. Okay, so... Today I'm talking about, and I heard this statement the other day, and uh, I thought it was a great one, Uh, and it goes something like this. What got you here might not get you there. And it got me thinking about what that actually meant and what people can take from that sort of statement. And there's lots in there, I think. Uh, My my understanding and take of it was um, that what's got you here has served its purpose. You've obviously maybe had to learn a new skill. Uh, adapt your lifestyle, maybe make some big changes. But what's going to get you to the next level might not be the same thing. And it might be. It might You might take some good stuff from it, but it probably won't be the same thing. Okay, for like the first time ever recording the podcast, I actually took a little momentary stop there to check that my mic was working. And luckily it was, but it wasn't sounding good in my ears. So we're back on it. Okay, so we were talking about what's got you here might not get you there. Oh, and by the way, again, I like to be a little bit all over the shop with this email, 14 minutes and 24 seconds. That's what 1% of your day is, and that's how long this podcast is going to go. Okay, so what got you here might not get you there. So yes, this got me thinking, and I tried to think of lots of different examples of how this had been important or something I had to learn about in my life. And I kind of like was looking at three areas three areas of my life. I was looking at work-related, sports-related, and family-related. And... Um, I mean, I can give you a few examples of each um, work-related. Um, the stuff that I did when I was a teacher only got to me, got me to a point that was as good as I was at that moment in time when I was a teacher. For me, then to go on and become a Royal Marine, for example, I needed to learn different things. Okay, I needed to be open to trying new things. Uh, I had the same when I was training um, for triathlon. What had got me good at Olympic distance or short triathlon? was going to stand me in good steed for going longer, but I was going to have to change a lot of things, okay, to go to half Ironman and to Ironman distance. But I actually think the best example I could come up with was um, my family. And uh, I literally wrote down on this bit of paper, I put, family is mad. And what I mean by that is, um, the approach that I have, and remember I'm part of a, a team here, when I say have, I mean we have. I'm talking about my wife and my kids. And when I talk about that, I talk about my approach to Sarah and the approach to my children is ever changing. And I was talking about this the other day with a next door neighbor who's, he's had kids and uh, they've just got a new little boy. And uh, we were talking about how busy we all are. And who else was I speaking to? Somebody else I know has got a, just had a little young one. Oh yeah, uh, James was talking about it. He's got a little boy and he was talking about how sleep's just highly overrated. And it got me thinking about when we are when we don't have kids, um, but we're, bi- we're working, we consider our lives to be busy. 
and everything that we're doing up to that point is important to us and everything that we're doing has got a priority and we're just so busy doing stuff and uh, that's the way our lives are then when we have a kid okay a, ch- a child comes along all of a sudden we're like shit i thought i was busy before i thought i was busy before i had a kid now i'm i'm so busy and then you start thinking about how much time you had previously when you didn't have a kid because all of a sudden you, you can't sleep as much your kid doesn't care what time of day it is if they need feeding or they need changing or whatever it might be they need it there and then so what happens is you adapt and change so if i was to look at how my relationship with my wife and my kids has been with my wife when we didn't have kids around um we would have date nights regularly we would have um time away regularly we would be interacting with our own sports and activities very 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 busy separately but then also lots going on together and then as this has evolved we've now got two children but one child came along and we thought we were busy we thought we um would set some time around for ourselves and the skills that had got to got us to that point in our relationship with no children needed to be changed and adapted for life with one child because the skills weren't going to cut it you know our understanding of how we each communicate our understanding of how we work together wasn't going to be the same if we wanted to continue to grow and develop our relationship when we had one kid so we got our heads around that and then two kids we had a second child aria and then all of a sudden you're like shit i thought i was busy when i had one kid now i am super busy and i can't believe people are complaining about all the time they don't have when they've got no kids or only one kid because again two children children take up your priorities but the skill set that i had in play for the relationship with my wife the relationship with my kids only got me to a certain point in time it only got me to that place where i had one child then when a second child came along those same skills weren't going to be good enough for the second child sort of scenario so i had to be able to adapt and change and be open to finding out new things that i didn't know okay and be open into trying new things trying new techniques new relationships new conversations to have new skills to learn and had i not done that and how ha- have i had i not be doing that right now the impact then on the relationship with my wife and my kids would suffer massively um because the skill set that i needed or i need with two kids and a wife and a very very busy sort of schedule they're very very different to my skill set that i had 5 or 10 years ago before the kids were on the scene So I want you to think about that with regards to and I may have really I may have butchered that example by the way but I want you to start to think about in your life right now um what skill sets or what sort of things do you need to add to your repertoire to your sort of toolbox that's going to allow you to go to the next level so I use the example if you've got a kid coming what skills you're going to have to learn and develop to be a better father a better mother a better parent a better husband or wife what skills you have to learn and learn quick for you to be the best in that scenario or maybe you're looking to i don't know run a 5k or a 10k or maybe swim swim a distance or something what skills are you actually going to have to go out and find and employ in your life to be better in those scenarios and i've had to think about the six dimensions of life so you've got your health and fitness your psychological well-being your family and friends so I just got slightly distracted there your career your wealth and yourself all those six areas 
What area of your life now are you thinking, right, I'm about to make a shift or I'd like to make a shift in this area? Where am I going to upgrade my skill set? What am I going to do? Because what got you to this point in time might not get you to where you want to be. So, for example, if you want to get a new job or you want to have a career progression in your current role, what got you your job, for example, as a, I don't know, you imagine you're a computer programmer. So you had to learn a certain amount of computer programming skills and that got you to where you are in now in this point in time but if you want to be the director of that company or the boss of that division what skills are you going to have to learn to take you to that next level what stuff are you going to have to go out and find that's going to help you become the person you need to be to find to be in that role that you desire so if you want to be the the head of your department what skills then do you need to start to possess? What sort of people do you need to, what conversations do you need to be having? What books do you need to be reading? What courses do you need to be going on? What people do you need to be surrounding yourself with to help take you to that next level? I stuck out a little tweet this morning, a little tweet, a little Instagram message, and it was talking about you are the sum of the five people around you. And I remember when I first had this conversation with myself, probably about five or six years ago, the sum of the five people around me were my wife. I love her to bits, but she's still my wife. So hearing what she had to do was just hard. My mother-in-law, I won't say any more than that, and Max and Barkley. Max and Barkley were my two dogs, so and they just listened to whatever I said. So they agreed with me all the time. So that were the sum of my five people. I then got a little message from a friend of mine who was like, I've been thinking about this. It's so funny how you put that message out this morning because I was thinking about you are about the people that you hang around with. And he was talking about the people he hangs around with at work and in his social circles and how some of them are dragging him down and how he needs to find more people that elevate and bring him up in the world. And this is what it's all about. You've got to find the people that are already doing what you want to do. You've got to find the skill sets um, required to be the person that you want to be. And then you've got to look at employing them daily in your routine okay so if you want to be better at spanish there's no point trying to learn spanish once a week i remember trying to um sorry once a week for 10 15 minutes it's got to be a daily thing i remember trying to teach swimming to a an older guy he must have been in his mid 40s this was a couple of years back and we would meet once every week 10 days for like an hour and i say an hour it's probably like by the time we got changed and got it's probably about 40 minutes and of that 40 minutes of swimming um, he was so disappointed that he wasn't showing the improvements every week. And I was like, well, are you doing any other? I gave him homework, obviously. I was like, are you doing any other uh, swimming that, I, that, that I'm telling you to do? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, imagine trying to learn Spanish or a completely foreign language to yourself and doing it once a week for 40 minutes. How long would it take you to be able to speak Spanish? How long would it be able to take? How long would it take you to uh, develop those skills to then implement in your life? It'd take forever and you probably would never learn Spanish. And this guy didn't make the improvements with his swimming until he started to go swimming all the time. So it's really, really important that you find the skills that you want to do and then you you make a point of employing these and putting them into a daily part of your routine. And that might mean something like, I'm going to learn new skills, so I'm going to do it in the morning as part of my morning routine. So if your morning routine is getting up or not getting up early, maybe just getting up 15 minutes earlier, 1% earlier every day to study Spanish if it's Spanish that you're looking to improve on. Um, or maybe you are trying to get fitter, or you're trying to develop leg strength or arm strength. Maybe spend those 1% of your day, 14 minutes and 24 seconds, just doing that skill. And what happens is those percents compound over time for massive, massive improvements. And there's going to be stuff in your life that you can do, okay? So I want you to think about your takeaway today for you to think about is 
You will have examples in your life of stuff that has worked well, okay? So continue to use what has worked for you in the past. So if it is your good, healthy morning routine, continue to do this. If you know you've got good habits for creating time in your life to uh, learn new skills, hang out with new people, continue those habits. Continue to be open to improvement. I'm always telling people every day is a school day. I tell my kids this, I tell the clients I work with, every day is a school day. You should always be learning something every day. But you also have to remember... You have to take ownership of your of this. This is yours. Take responsibility for it, okay? You need to own this shit. It is yours. No one else is in charge of your body and your mind and your development. It's all on you, okay? So you've got to take ownership and responsi- responsibility for this. You also then need to look at putting in what I like to call, and I've taken this from the Marines, take a knee moments. So when do you regularly check in and go, right, am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction, Okay. And the more often you check in with yourself and check that you're doing the right stuff, hanging out with the right people and going in the right direction, the more often you do that, the easier it is to course correct. So if you only checked in once a month, you could have spent a whole month doing stuff that wasn't good. Whereas if you check in every day, it's only 24 hours, okay? And you can make really, really quick quick improvements. So that what that allows you to do is once you've written the stuff down, it allows you to adapt and overcome. Okay, so you've seen the problems, you're going to go out and find the solution and then you crack on and get on with it, which is really, really important. One thing that's been really good for me over um, this lockdown stuff is cutting out all the bullshit, taking all the negativity, all the stuff that doesn't serve you well out of your life. For order you, for, in order for you to improve, you need to cut out all this bull stuff, the, the bullshit, okay? Get specific in what you're trying to achieve, okay? And make sure you're checking in regularly with yourself, but also buddy up with somebody else. And what I mean by that is have a little accountability partner. That might be me, that might be uh, somebody you work with, might be your husband, your wife, your significant other. Just have somebody else to hold you accountable, okay? This is what I do in my mastermind groups, and this is what I do uh, with my one-to-one clients. The mastermind groups, actually, I pair them up, and then they take care of each other's self. But it's always good to be accountable to yourself, but also to somebody else. So before you go, I want you to have a think about it. What got you to where you are right now might not be able to get you to where you want to be. This has been the 1% Daily Podcast. That's been 14 minutes and 24 seconds. Guys, have an amazing day and I will catch you all on the other side. Remember, life is one big game. Make sure you play it your way and maximize your potential. Bye-bye.